welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time and we are going to get right after it. Today, I want to address something that recently came up. Obviously, here at Healthy Perspectives, we love addressing the hard topics because it's not very often that the uh, uh, the clinicians that I know are actually willing to jump in and deal with these very difficult topics. And so today... <clears throat> I want to take a look. There was a comment uh, that came up is about, probably about a week ago at the time of this this recording, maybe a few days, uh, maybe five days or six days ago, something like that, uh, where it, on Fox News, they had put up on the little prompter on the screen for everybody to see wannabe dictator. And I got to thinking because since then, there has also been this uh, this this. Uh, civil unrest in Russia, uh, where there is actually a, a living dictator. And so I got think I got to thinking, you know what, we haven't really addressed dictatorship, or the idea of leadership through the through the lens of, of, of different ways in which people want to be leaders. And and I was like, Yeah, know what, I got to get after that. I got, I got to hit that topic because it's an important topic. So today, that's what we're going to do. We are going to address, first of all, we're going to address what is a dictator, right? I mean, if, if Biden is a wannabe dictator, then what is a dictator? Um, and then we're going to, we're going to move into a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Kohlberg, which is where my, my clinical lens comes into play. Uh, Kohlberg uh, helps us create framework around stages of morality. Uh, and and leadership is, is often one of those realms where morality can't be ignored, and so we're gonna we're gonna hit that a little bit as well. So hang on, we're gonna go for a quick ride here, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a roller coaster. It's gonna be a good ride. All right, so let's start with a dictator. What is a dictator? A ruler, somebody who who uh, through total power gains uh, control of a country. Like the idea that they are a sole, uh, you know, person at the top. It also sometimes gets called autocracy. I believe that's how we say it. Autocratic, uh, an auto autocratic society. It's it's like one person up at the top making ultimately uh, all of the decisions. Uh, at least all of the decisions following them. Well, in truth, <clears throat> every country has somebody representing the whole, even in say like a democratic society, we have a president that represents us as a whole. Now the, the, the difference between the president and say like a, a dictator or, and it's some, somebody who's ruling an autocratic society would be, we can impeach, uh, we can vote out, uh, we can vote in. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of options there. Whereas a dictator can just say, no, I have total control and I'm just going to change all the voting rights uh, so that we, you know, so that we, the people don't have any power and that becomes then a dictatorship. So want a wannabe dictator. Uh, that means they are focused on control. They are focused on power and they are willing to use force. So let's put this into perspective. 
Uh, do we have a dictator? I mean, it could be argued that that in many situations, our presidents have acted as the and our presidents as a whole have acted in ways that are more dictatorial. Uh, when we look at executive uh, actions being taken, they have I mean, there's a, a massive number of executive actions being taken that we don't get to vote on. That's really a dictator-like behavior. Now, am I saying that's right or wrong? I mean, there's times where we want those executive powers in place to act fast because that's important. We need to be able to respond quickly to certain kinds of events. But it has absolutely been manipulated by most of the presidents that, that I have lived through. <clears throat> so... It's pretty easy to make a, an argument that, you know, a president of the United States at times is a wannabe dictator. Uh, in this particular situation with President Biden, uh, it could be also argued. Now, some people will debate this or say, no, this isn't the case. But it's, it's definitely a perception among many people that this particular administration is making huge strides at uh, influencing the Department of Justice, the FBI, and such. Uh, that is a really big dict dictatorial move in our country. <clears throat> Why would I say that? Uh, because the way that our dynamics work, uh, that kind of mobility in terms of military and police force is really important. And it came on the heels of a defunding of the police at the local level. So it could be pretty easily argued that it's an overexertion of federal power. Now, you, if you followed me for any length of time, you know that I am not a political podcast. I am a clinical podcast. So in light of all of this, I wanted to, I wanted to turn the focus into a clinical discussion. And the way to do that is really not that difficult. All right. The easiest thing for me to do is to point to Kohlberg's uh, his his six stages or, or of moral development. Now, when I first learned these, which was a long time ago, there were four stages of what we called moral development. You know, you had the early stage of power. Then you had uh, the 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 next stage, which was uh, it was. What was it? Hold on. It's coming to me. I apologize. It was in my brain and it flew away. This is, I'm getting some of these moments from time to time. Uh, deal making. It was deal making and then mutuality, right? And then that means it's good for both of us. Deal making is I'm trying to get the better deal. Still in that realm of power, but moving toward, yeah, and you're going to get something from it. So I might as well not try to take everything just as much as I possibly can. And then mutuality, which is we both win. It's like if I like Kit Kats and you like Snickers and I'm like, uh, you, got a, you got a Kit Kat and I got a Snickers, you want to trade. I mean, that's a good deal for both of us. All right. <clears throat> so and then the, the fourth was uh, uh, systems. Okay. Systems was where we, we saw the whole system and we, we looked at it that way um, as to what's best for the whole thing. Now. 
it has progressed. Uh, you know, we now look at it, it. It's been detailed out more. It's been vetted. People have, you know, picked it apart and tested it and researched it and all this stuff. Now what we have are six stages. The first one is, is a, it's a, it's obviously in that power phase. It's avoidant of punishment. It's an understanding of structure and that some have more than others. And what I want to do is first and foremost, make sure that I'm not getting the raw end of the deal punished. Then it's self-interest still in that same pre-conventional uh, you know, stage, right? These typically happen between the ages of three and seven. And they are power oriented. It's understanding my limits as an infant. Now, why does that matter? Because in leadership, the way that this plays out as immature leaders, we use punishment and self-interest as a means of gaining power. All right. Then we get to uh, the, the good boy attitude and the law and order morality. It's conventional. Now, in this particular stage, we're looking at uh, that, that mutual experience, right? It's that we're making deals, we're mutually moving into a new realm. <clears throat> it's not all about me anymore. It's not all about me avoiding punishment or getting what I want. It's about how could I serve others and how do we start to function as more than one of us? It's, it's less, less self-centric and more we-centric. Now, that's good. That's, that's very good. We need that stage. That typically happens between age of 8 and 13. <clears throat> but what we're really striving for is post-conventional adulthood. And that's social contract and principles. Now, this is where it gets tricky because I took a big leap into Kohlberg's theory from where I started, which was a dictator or a wannabe dictator and our country and where we are. And I went, how am I going to bridge that gap? Well, let's take a look. There was recently an issue in Russia and we had a uh, one of the senior military folks decide, you know what? I've had enough. And there was a little bit of a rebellion. There is a lot of what we see being questioned there as social contract and principles. And what it's creating is sometimes... Like all of these different methods, these avoidant punish, avoiding punishment, self-interest, they can all be tools at different times. But what they have decided is that it was time for them to stand up and say, no, you, our dictator, do not represent me in this moment. You just don't. And we need you to know. Now, in this particular situation, it was mostly, it looks like, nonviolent for the most part. Like they, they tried not to be violent and aggressive, but there was some violence and aggressive. That happens in war, unfortunately. But the question then becomes, are we looking at principles and social contracts? You see how that squeezes in there? 
Now we play it back, maybe a step back from that into what Biden is doing. Is Biden breaking the principles and the social contracts that exist in the United States? And you can make an argument that he is. He is not being transparent. We know that for sure. Because there's a lot of things that are literally being avoided. And avoidance makes people question social contracts and principles. And so, you know, whether he did all these things that, you know, are, are claimed by the right or not, he's not addressing them, which means his principles and social contracts are being questioned. That is a problem. That is a huge problem. And it's one that, I, frankly, I don't know that he can overcome. Matter of fact, I'm going to venture my guess right now. My guess is he can't overcome them. That in the United States, we as, as a nation are too closely bound by social contract and principles that this deflection and avoidance is, is going to cost him. I believe that's probably what's going to end up happening. Now, I, I don't know who's going to take the place. You know, you've got, you know, you got, uh, uh, what was it? Robert Kennedy Jr., I believe. And you've got some other people, uh, the, the Gavin Newsom on the Democrat side. Um, and then on the, on the Republican side, you got a bunch of candidates as well that are going to be running next year. But let me bring this back to you. If we know that early stages of moral development are about power and latter stages are about uh, systems, principles, and social contracts, which is principle-focused. If we know this, the question then is, what are the principles and social contracts of the people we're looking at? If, if we are looking at a wannabe dictator does, is that the principle and social contract that we want to uh, sign up for in the United States? Uh, 100%, I know across the board, Democrats, Republicans, well, maybe not 100%. Some people would love that, uh, but that's, it is going to be a very tiny minority of the, of the population. I mean, we're probably talking less than 2%, 3%. It's so incredibly small. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of the people who probably would subscribe to that model are the ones that are in positions where they want somebody like Biden to be a figurehead so that they aren't punished because they're on the Biden side. And then it becomes an us and them mentality. And then what we'll end up with potentially is civil unrest. That's what's going on in Russia. Why? Because when it's about punishment or avoiding punishment, Instead of about principles and social contracts, social agreements, that's where it goes. It inevitably will end up down that path. So from my clinical spot, if I'm looking at what's going on with uh, Biden being a wannabe uh, a, a dictator, I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I can easily dismiss some of that because with the position comes this perception of power. And that means that they, you know, they, they inherently either feel like 
they have the means to punish or gain for themselves, or they inadvertently do things that avoid punishment for themselves or dole out punishment. Uh, you know, they have self-interest groups that they, they subscribe to. And truth be told, I mean, truthfully, so do you and I probably. See, like I'm part of a rotary group. Uh, I have a self-interest. Yes, it's a selfless, selfless self-interest. We are all about, you know, volunteering and helping out in our local community and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that we're about, but it's, it's a service before self mentality. But even that is a self-interest to a degree. Now we may be doing it for selfless reasons, but at the end of the day, we make good friends. I've made great friends through my selfless acts. And I can't imagine a scenario where I wouldn't make great friends, depth of relationship, people I can count on, if not for that selfless act. And yeah, that is a self-interest to a degree. Um, so look, here's the deal. I came in here because I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to uh, talk to you about dictatorship. I wanted to talk to you about morality and where they intersect just a little bit. And that's what we have done. Now, th this could cause you to, to see the world a little bit differently. And I want to put out to you, if you aren't thinking about power and power structures in ways that uh, are, are selfless, that are principle-oriented, that are based on social constructs and contracts, then there's a problem. And in the United States, that's why we have voting. That's why voting is such a critical component. Because you and me, we all have one thing in common here in the U.S., we all get one vote. All of us get one vote. Now, I know there's going to be people who argue, well, that's not true. People are uh, harvesting, uh, harvesting ballots and uh, people are, you know, voting for dead people. And, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of funky business going on and votes aren't being counted and and all of this stuff. And maybe I'm not getting into that debate today. What I'm here today to tell you is. If our system is working the way that it is supposed to, and I'm going to assume for a second that it is, I know that might be naive in some ways, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm assuming for a second that our system is in place. We all get a vote. The president gets one vote. The congressmen, they get one vote. The senators, one vote. The citizens, one vote. And the beauty of that is we can establish our principles and our social contracts and then take that information to the poll, which would hopefully alleviate a situation where we have what's going on in Russia, where we have a dictator and then we have a rebellion. That's something that we should move in the other direction from. That's not what we want here. So thank you for hanging out. 
Hopefully you walk away thinking a little bit differently about dictatorship. Uh, I don't know if this Kohlberg stuff is new to you, uh, but if it is and you want to know more, uh, send me a, a, a quick note and uh, I'll get on. I'll get on here. I can go. I can go a lot greater detail on that because that's the clinical aspect to it. I appreciate your time as always. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.